Hello, family and friends. I'm here for day three with John and Malia Sullivan and their precious granddaughter, Elta, who is how old are you, Elta? Six. Six years old. She looks tall for six. She is. <laughs> so praise God. What a blessing grandbabies are. I've got three oh, of my yeah. own and looking for some more. But well, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we just thank you for your presence here today, Father. Thank you for this wonderful testimony. This great miracle we're going to share today, Father, in the goodness of the Lord. And so thank you, Father, for being a miracle, God. You still do miracles. You're still a healing God, and we thank you for it in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Well, we kind of wet the appetites of, of our listeners the last couple of days, but, you know, you had quite the miracle here Yes. a number of months back, John. And so maybe kind of leading up to that your faith during covid and so on and kind of what you how you're thinking before that and then what happened to you please well covid hit nobody knew what was going on i didn't think a whole lot about it i didn't i didn't want to wear a mask i wasn't afraid to go out you know it was just i don't, I don't know if it was stupidity or if it was my faith in god but mm-hmm. i was never afraid mm-hmm. of dying with covid amen but it was real it hit our it hit our business pretty hard we had to actually close down and just do takeout and we struggled with that for a little while but there again god intervened and god blessed us and we made if if not more money doing the takeout uh, but it, you know there again it it goes right back to god you have faith and you serve god and you do what's right yep. god's going to take care of you amen yeah, it was about a year and four or five months ago. You know, I, I got real sick. I didn't. I didn't know it was COVID, and I was struggling. I just, I just thought I had flu real bad. Yeah. So I called. My wife was gone. She was in Terre Haute, and I called her. I says, "Babe, you've got to, you've got to do something. I'm pretty sick, and I've got, I've got to go to the emergency room." And so she called. Luckily, we have a, an EMT here in town and they came they came and checked me out and bill called an ambulance and so from that we went straight to Terre Haute and they checked me in and sure enough I had COVID pretty bad just about just about put me under Malia maybe you could pick it up from here I know a lot of John doesn't have a lot of memory some of this because things got pretty rough but maybe from your perspective kind of how all that evolved okay so that was on January the 28th And just a week previous to that, John had lost his father, and we had the funeral that weekend, and John was not feeling well, but little did we know that he probably at that time had COVID, but not knowing. The week progressed, and like he said, he got worse. And so I'm going to back up just a little bit because of memory, but I was in Terre Haute, and our 15-year-old son called, And he said, Mom, Dad is very sick, and he thinks he's going to die. And to hear that from your 15-year-old son, my prayer was, Lord, don't let his dad die in his presence. So I had him to call his brother, which is an RN, and I said, get on the phone with your brother, and he'll walk you through everything and stay on the phone with you. And so I called some people for prayer called both of my brother-in-laws one is a former pastor and one still pastors to this day john's brother and i 
said, this is our situation. I need you to pray. Little did I know that my brother-in-law that had been home for the funeral was in... My brother. Was in Wyoming, uh-huh. Cheyenne, Wyoming, and was not feeling well himself. And that night that we got to the ER with John, I had to sit in the car and wait to hear what was going on. And they, of course, he tested positive for COVID and they admitted him. At this same time, I had admitted my mother to the hospital on Monday night at 81 with COVID also. So we had quite a bit going on in our family. John went through the night and the next morning we got a phone call that his brother had collapsed in a hotel in Cheyenne with COVID also and had been put in the hospital there. Now you gotta realize he lives in California. So now he's displaced and in a hospital and his wife is in a hotel. So at that point it was like, Lord, our family seems like it's been under attack and you know, we can't do this, but you find strength and you find, you go back to the things when things were good in your life and you learn to go to prayer and how to depend on the Lord. So as the days progressed, John continued to get worse. He went from just being on a little bit of oxygen to being on a BiPAP. And I would call twice in the evening and during the night and then I would call usually twice during the day and get a report and kept lots of notes of how things were going and they just did not look good. They just kept going down, going down. Our numbers were not good. And we had talked about a ventilator and he's like, I will stay on a BiPAP, but I am not going on a ventilator. And it was on a Monday morning that the doctor called. On, let me back up. On Thursday, the doctor said, there's a possibility we're going to have to do a ventilator. And he had said at that time, I'm not going to go on a ventilator. So on Monday morning when I got the call from the doctor, it was around 9, 9.30. I was here at the cafe with my brother-in-law and sister-in-law and nobody else. And that's odd that there's not somebody in here. And the doctor said, it's time. We have to go on a ventilator. I didn't have time to call his kids. I had to make that decision. And so I talked to John and I said, what do you want to do? And he said, let's do this. So everything progressed very fast. And I had prayer with him and said, I'll see you when you come off. Not knowing what the outcome would be, but believing that the Lord was going to see us through. My brother-in-law and sister-in-law, we had prayer right here in the cafe. We felt the presence of the Lord and I felt a peace about it. Little did I know how the Lord prepares us for the journey that we walk. Our church does, in the month of January, our church does a 30-day prayer and fasting. And you pick your day that you're going to fast, and you pick your prayer times. And Thursday was my prayer time. So I had appointments in Terre Haute on Thursday, and so I would go to the church prior to that appointment on Thursdays. And... I'm not one to like pick something at the beginning of the year. I don't do a New Year's resolution, but I really felt like trust was what I was to lean on for the month of January. And I wrote that in my journal and I didn't really know what it meant. And I was in prayer and 
I just kept feeling like I have to trust you. And I feel like maybe I wouldn't have been in the place on January the 28th that I needed to be if I had not prepared that whole 28 days prior to trusting the Lord for whatever that meant at that time. And as John was in the hospital, I found myself in prayer in my home because I was quarantined for 10 days also. And I found myself, one night I just opened the word and I was reading and I was reading in Psalms and it says, He dwells in the secret place of the Most High, shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge, my fortress, my God in Him, I will trust. Amen. And I thought as the Lord gives us confirmation, sometimes we don't understand, but I needed that little nugget that night of confirmation to know that I was on the right page and that I was trusting where I needed to be. And the Lord just reassured me again, we're going to be okay. So I think that's a good stopping point for today. We'll go into tomorrow into some more detail. And Malia, if you would go ahead and pray. Lord, we thank you for the opportunity to share what you have done for us. Yes, Lord. Lord, we thank you that you have taught us through this situation how to trust you more, yes, depend Lord. upon you more, and let you be the true God that you are in our lives, Lord, yes. and that we know that you will never leave us nor forsake us, and that whatever we have, you are there for us, and we love you and we praise you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thank you so much. Looking forward to tomorrow. There's much more to this story we'll get into tomorrow. But folks, if you want to contact John and Malia, you can do so through our ministry at CelebrateJesusMinistry at gmail.com or by phone at 812-449-8147. We love you all. Please go talk to someone about Jesus today. And remember, Jesus thought about you on the cross at Calvary.